It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast, the Reds Trade Deadline Edition on Local12.com. Digital Sports Thomas Editor Richard Skinner. It's as always presented by Joseph Infinity of Cincinnati. Jeff Bacoro from Fox Sports Ohio joins me just a few minutes after the, uh, the non-waiver trade deadline ended and uh, Matt Harvey stays a Red. Uh, surprised at all and, and disappointed? Uh, you know, kind of surprised. I liked the move when they got him. He's been great here. But I think the Reds were looking for a, a, a good deal. And quite honestly, I think their front office thinks that the, the Harvey market was pretty tepid at best. You know, they didn't get the deal that they were looking for. Um, and from everything that I understand, the front office wanted to re-sign Matt Harvey. I thought they would trade him and then try to reacquire him in the offseason when he became a free agent. But, uh, you know, they, they still have a shot. So we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, you know, this is just one of, of two trade deadlines. This is the main one. Right. But there is another trade deadline that comes up at the end of, of August before, uh, before playoff rosters basically have to be set or you have to be on a roster to be on a playoff roster. And that's the, the the waiver trade deadline where a player has to be placed on waivers, then can be dealt. So that, I guess, is still open for Matt Harvey. But the way you make it sound like um, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they really want him as part of the future, which is something I don't think any of us would have believed at the time of the trade, that it was, hey, flip him as soon as you can flip him at the trade deadline. But maybe he's worked his way into the mix. Well, I don't think there's two ways to really look at it. I mean, he's a better presence on this pitching staff, right? And, and he kind of gets them that, even though – uh, you know, when you look at his body of work, he's been injured a lot, a lot like Homer Bailey, but he really came in here and fit in. I think that he understands, look, he was thrown right into the fire of this young man making a lot of money in New York City. You know, Bright Lights, Big City. Here, through Bright Lights, Big City. There's not a whole lot to do at 3 o'clock in the morning in Cincinnati. And I think he really liked the atmosphere here. He liked the clubhouse. He liked his teammates. And he's had pretty good success here. Maybe that's what Matt Harvey needs is to be in a smaller market where the bright lights aren't shining on him so much, and uh, he could be a big help to this team. And I know they like him, and they know the front office likes him. The one problem is Scott Boris, and Scott Boris is going to want the world this offseason. So. If I were to, and this is hard for me to, to ask this because this is not your decision, but I'll ask it anyway. If you were to put a, an odds on him getting dealt by the, by the end of the waiver trade deadline in the next month or the Reds trying to resign him, which way would you lean towards, towards the latter of, let it, let it play out and, and make a run to re-sign him after the year's over? I, you know, I would lean more towards that. Try to, you know, if somebody's going to need a pitcher. And we've seen some pitchers with very sketchy resumes over the last two or three days get traded. Um, and for all intents and purposes, I mean, Rick Skinny, he got his still 98 the other night. Yeah, right, um, right. I mean, he's, and, and as, as Casale said, he said, man, that ball was breaking. It was snapping off. It's fun being behind the plate when this guy throws. So uh, I've got to believe his arm is back. I, I would get what you can get and then re- re-sign him in the offseason. Yeah, and that's the other possibility. That, yeah, that, that's the other part of it. There, there, there's no question about that. Uh, the lone trade that was made was, was Adam Duvall. They got three guys back from the, uh, from the Atlanta Braves, one a, a young outfielder who uh, hasn't done a lot in his stint in the big leagues and, and two pitchers that have also pitched in the majors with uh, with not much success. But, but uh, again, a, a – you're turning what, what amounts to a, a half-a-million-dollar outfielder who's going to make more in arbitration probably down the road here into a couple of prospects uh, on the mound and, and an outfield prospect. Um, any problems with this deal at all, even though Adam Duvall did give the Reds some run production and certainly a, a power right-handed bat other than Eugenio Suarez? Yeah, that, that's what he did. He got there in left field. 
people, too. I think he's really become a nice player. But that being said, I think that they wanted to go a little younger, and they saw Winker and Shebler make great strides. Both of them, especially Shebler, is a little injury. Winker, of course, on the DL now and will miss the rest of the season. But I think that they see, okay, we now could put Shebler in left field. And let's face it, he's a much better left fielder than Adam Dunn, okay? He's faster, decent defense, doesn't have the greatest arm. Winker plays right field, and you have Billy in center. I, I think that really that four-man rotation and Duvall was kind of the odd man out. He was the one that was hurt most by it. Right, no doubt. And, and so you say, okay, next year. So this year, look, they're not going to the playoffs, so what can we get? And they really like uh, the right-hander starter that they got, Tim. So they think that he could possibly be another mix in the starting rotation. And they want to see what Philip Irvin can do for the next, you know, six to eight weeks now that uh, without Winker and see if he, you know, remember, this is the number one draft pick, so can he play, or is he just a fourth or fifth outfielder, I think is what they're going to find out here over the next month or so. Yeah, in the short term, I mean, let's say he, he you know, I think people forget, he was a first-round draft pick, and it's time <laughs> now to find out if a first-round draft pick can either cut it or you're right, or he's just a fourth or fifth outfielder, which is what he's, really, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities, that seems to right. be what his skill set has shown, but now you've got two months to see it in expended time to see, hey, and you cut it or not, I, I, I don't think if I'm a Reds fan, I have a problem with that. I want to know, first-round guy, can he play or not play? Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. He's shown. He's, he's very good defensively. He's got a nice arm. He can run. Uh, we've seen him in spring training. Again, it's spring training is nowhere near the regular season. But he's shown a propensity to hit there in spring training. And I like the Mason Williams deal that they got, too. I mean, this kid looked pretty good up here in the yeah. short, you know, a, a brief, what's he, a 12, 14 at bats, whatever it is. But uh, I think now they've got the one thing they've done, Richard, is they've gotten a lot more athletic with both of, with both of those guys. Uh, you mentioned Billy Hamilton, and, and it, it really is a, a kind of a quandary. There, there wasn't a huge market for Billy. Um, you know, great Cleveland word, mentioned. Uh, yeah, it, well, yeah. In the short term, he is your center fielder, but he's also again arbitration eligible. He's probably going to get a little bit of a raise, but that little bit of a raise now starts to become millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible they move him in in the in the August time frame, or do you just let this play out and make a determination on what you're going to do with Billy uh, in the off season? Well, you know, I know Cleveland went out and got what was Leonis Martin, I correct? Think yep. Was yep. Their de facto center fielder, uh, but I thought somebody would take a uh, you know take a, I don't want to say take a chance, but but make a swing at Billy. I mean, if you're one of those teams um, that, that's in the hunt, you go okay, I get a stolen base. I need a guy that can play defense. Why not get Hamilton? You sub him in the seventh inning. Yeah. Now he's you know, and now it's almost like putting a closer in, but you're putting a closer in in center field. You know what I mean? And and you can always use it to steal a base. Um, I, I thought that would happen. I thought one of those teams, the Yankees, uh, you know, Red, somebody would come out and say, you know what, we we could really use this guy. Um, and you said it's a quandary. Is he ever going to hit? You know, nobody wants to hit ninth in the order. There's a reason he's hitting there, because he can't hit. And, and he hasn't shown the propensity to be able to bunt either. So, you, you know, I, I just don't know what you can do. You know, when you're the big red machine, like they were in the 70s, you can carry a guy that's hitting 200. But on a team like this, I, I mean, every every at-bat counts for this team. Yeah, I was with you, Jeff. I, I thought that, that he was a perfect fit for, for a team that, that... – you know, knew that in a late game in the playoffs or World Series that a guy like that can make a difference. You, you remember Dave Roberts, now the manager of the Dodgers, sure. stealing a game literally in that great Red Sox-Yankees series by stealing a base, scoring the winning run. 
that that's what Billy I thought could be, and maybe he still can. Maybe in the next month, when when the waiver trade deadline before it comes and goes, one of those teams says, "Look, this guy can win us a postseason game. We don't care about the long term. We don't care about whatever he does in 2019. He can win us a postseason game, and that's all we care about right now." Maybe you get lucky through the Reds in that regard. Yeah, I think you know, with more veteran staff, um, you could have done that, and and or, or you could have dealt him somewhere and may do with one of the other guys in the roster center field. But really, if you trade him, especially with Shebra, who's your center fielder? Is right. the question you have to have? Is it Oldman? They really don't have that guy. You look at a triple A, they don't have a guy that you can just say, you're the center fielder now. So, you know, do you continue to go with Billy, or do you start looking for a center fielder somewhere? Correct. Now, I will throw this one out at you, Jeff, and this is such a hypothetical, but I'm going to throw it out there because – Sure. Um, I'm of the hope that, that they get something done with Scooter Jeanette um, long-term, multi-year, not you know multi-multi-year, but certainly multi-year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that puts the Nick Senzel question into play. Um, could they try him as a center fielder in the spring? You know, that's an interesting question. I, you know, you look, at, you look at Billy Hamilton and what did he play growing up and all the way until he made it to the majors with shortstop. Right. Senzel is a very athletic kid. Um, he's built a little more like Mike Trout than he is like Billy Hamilton. If you're looking at a center fielder, sure, he's a little more sure. compact and muscular, but he can run. He's got a very good arm. Um, I, I, to me, Richard, in the question, I don't want to make anybody mad in the red front office, but as soon as Scooter starts to produce like he has this year, why not move Sinzel to the outfield? Yeah. And say, let's see what you can do out there in the minors, because now, basically, next year's free training, look, you've got three all-stars in your infield and a guy at shortstop is playing like, you know, lights out right now, where are you going to put him in India? And, and, you, and, you need, and the thing is, you need to put them somewhere. At least Senzel <laughs> needs to go somewhere. And, and I'm not here to break – I don't want to break up the party in that infield. I'm, I'm more than happy to roll the next couple of three years with the same guy at first, the same guy at second, the same guy at short, and the same guy at third. Well, you know you're going to have the guys at first and third. Those two yep. guys are – you know, done. Your shortstop is still what, two more years of, of, in the folds of the team. Scooters, I don't want to say odd man out, but he's the one guy that they can still deal with. I think that uh, Mr. C really likes him. He's proven he can hit behind Joey Votto or in front of Joey. Right. Um, he's great for the clubhouse here, and I think the fans really like him. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue at all with a three-year contract for him. Um, but then again, I think that's a fair I'm number. Gonna, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think that's a fair number. Yeah, and I, what, I think you have to find a place for him to play. Yeah. I think you find a place for him to play in the outfield. I and I think you you start that, that ball rolling as soon as he gets, gets healthy whenever that uh, the, the finger hits. Yep. So, um, I do want to hop back to the starting rotation because now that Matt Harvey is not dealt, there still is kind of an odd guy out. Is, is that Kyler Malley? Is, is that Sal Romano? Who is maybe that odd guy out now? I really think that's a $64,000 question. I thought for all intents and purposes that the front office as well as the, the staff in Cincinnati thought that that wasn't going to be here and it would play itself out. Sure. Um, now, you know, what do you do? Because obviously Romano has really responded well in his last couple of starts. Uh, Scafani bounced back after two bad starts. And all of a sudden, Homer Bailey came out of nowhere to, to really throw a nice game his last time out. I, he's still, to me, if you've got a deck of 52 cards, he's the joker. You know, what What? <laughs> what happens 
Tampa Bay, do you take a chance and bring it back next year at, what was it next year, 20? 20, 20, yeah, 20, 23 or 25, and yeah. 5 million buyout. And then 5 that. million on top of that, I mean, uh, do, you, do you bring him back? Um, nobody's going to take that contract. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, it, and you got Robert Stevenson. Oh, I was just saying, where does that leave Robert Stevenson on Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, you know, they kind of got themselves in a little bit of a quandary here with that. Um, they, they want the veteran there. Uh, I think they really want Matt and, and, I just I I still think in my heart of hearts that Homer, in their opinion, is the odd man out. But yeah, for the time being, I mean, they're not going to eat the salary for this year and next year. He's going to be in the rotation, so one of the young guys is going to have to. And they're all really good innings wise. It's not like you have to try to shut somebody down because of innings. So you know, it's, it's basically going to go up and down with who's used and, and what do you need, I guess. Um, lastly, uh, I, I didn't think there was a sense of urgency to deal Rise of Iglesias. I thought if, if you if you were wowed, and I really thought a team or two might try to wow the Reds for his services, that, I, that I'd pull the trigger. Um, I, at all surprised that there didn't seem to be a huge market for him. Um, and, and what is his future? Is, is it still a long-term as a Red, or is he a guy that you maybe look to move as he moves towards those free agency years? I think, I think that, because as he moves towards those free agency, years and arbitration years, his number just continues to rise because he's good. But it, it's almost like when you had a role as Chapman here, it's a luxury that a losing team doesn't mean. Correct. Because you know, we, we went through this exact same thing with our role as Chapman. Look what happened at the end. You basically got nothing. Yeah, um, because you waited too late. Yeah, right. Exactly. So teams want this guy when they still have him under their thumb, so to speak. They don't have to pay through the notes for him. And um, and you've got Jared Hughes, and you've got David Hernandez, and you've got Amir Garrett, you've got Michael Lorenzen. All all of those guys, in my opinion, could close for you in the, in the sense. Are they as good as them? Probably not. But, you know, you've got those arms down there. Well, the one good thing is we're talking about guys that are still on this roster that are yeah. actually yeah. worth keeping. That That's, exactly. a, that's, a, that's a, I guess, a different tone, Jeff, for sure. Well, I, 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 let me close on this with you. We've had the... Uh, a press conference last night, a conference call with Dick Williams, and the one thing he said is, look, we want to put the best 25 players out there. And, you know, with keeping Iglesias, keeping Matt Harvey, that is, you know, the best 25 guys. And, and you, you can't dispute that, even though you're a team that's supposedly in a rebuild. But, you know, if you look around, would you rather have, you know, the Cardinals number four starter, or would you rather have Matt Harvey? Would you rather have O, or would you rather have Iglesias? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough, and, and obviously some more guys like India and, and yeah. maybe Robert Stevenson and certainly Nick Senzel and, and Taylor Trammell even are not too far off the horizon either. Correct. Yep. All right. Dick, I appreciate the time. Thanks for picking up the phone, and we'll, uh, we'll do this again. All right, Skinny, have a great one.